The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. And right now, this is the happiest moment I've ever been in my whole life. I've never had any experience like this. Trickers, still no duplessis. That's it, vibing. That's gonna do it. Right, really, anyone, anyone who wants to just bang on, you know, let's get it on. We need to entertain the fans. Time for them to Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. That's dangerous. I should have made at it. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Matt and I are starting up as I butchered the fucking opening. Uh, we have uh, Drikus Duplessis will be joining us today. He's fighting Trevin Giles at 264. This fight I'm looking forward to. This uh, Tai Tuivasa we have joining us fighting Greg Hardy. I mean, that that's almost like a hidden, that's like a little Easter egg. Like you, That's like a little hidden gem. I go in a, in a, in a stacked card. That's a great fight. Hardy, uh, he does get tired but he's gone the distance a couple of times so i mean he's definitely looked uh better he looked like and he looked the best he's looked until he lost like when he got taken out by uh uh who's it uh march and tabora yeah right and but uh but he was looking good up until then up until he got taken out he was like oh my god he's looking good yeah and then all of a sudden like the gas tank just got emptied empty jimmy yeah 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 but he's he's at least uh he's he's making an effort it seems like he's not just trying to come in and expecting to knock people out in one round and dana dana is so funny uh we, when we're talking about the heavyweights yeah. uh this interim fight between Derek lewis and cyril gone um dana's response uh, dana on the criticism of the interim heavyweight fight shut the fuck up <laughs> that's his response that's his response wait, wait that's it that's what Dana. Well, no, there's more to it, but that's the headline. Dana's response: Shut the fuck up. Um, I don't know what's going on with uh, Francis's management. I, that's weird, man. It's weird. I don't even know. I don't even know the ins and outs of it. I mean, what do we know? We know that the guy's going. Oh, I'll show the text messages, and then I don't. Know, Dana's calling the guy, whatever he's calling him. So yeah, the guy, I think Dana was saying the guy's full of it. So hey, man, I don't even know what the argument's about. I'm sure. Obviously, it's about the ducats or whatever, but I don't know, man. You know, yeah. who, who knows what the hell's going on? All I know is Francis ain't fighting. No, and his manager said he'd be ready in September. But Jones has taken so long to go up to heavyweight. 
um, so I guess Francis would have had Derek Lewis was the fight, or there was possibly um, a steep a third fight. But I think that um, Derek definitely deserves a shot. So, um, you know, I, I guess that's the fight to make is Cyril Gaon and Lewis. But I kind of wanted to see Francis fight. Hey, both of those guys. Listen, I'm, I can't listen. Speaking of fights, I can't wait for this weekend. Oh, God. And I, I want to know what time. My good friend, should you be, what time should I be uh, headed to your place? What time are we doing the watch party? Well, the watch party. Watch, it's not the watch along. It's a watch, watch party along. Watch along party. Wait, no, hold on, Jimmy. No. Jimmy, you're wrong. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm I think wrong. you're wrong. Listen, all I know is I took that to the, they got people, they go, look, Jimmy's calling a watch along. It's not the watch, it's the watch. So there might be two. Oh, Am I call, I'm calling it wrong? Okay. Look, 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 look what he it's said. It's the watch party. Great. The watch, but listen, first of all, Jimmy, it's always a party when we're together. Yeah. So it, it is. that's where you probably had it confused. Like you thought Matt's just saying that as it's always a party. Right. But what time are you, am I going to be there for all the prelims, early prelims? You're, look, they're catering it. They're, they, the UFC probably won't be here until then. Wow. But we have prelims. We have the early prelims. I mean, um, and, and of course, the main card. I, I was thinking that you were going to come in just uh, for McGregor Poirier. Uh, but if you want to come a little earlier, don't say. Uh, <laughs> there's a truth in every. There's a truth in every joke. No, know? come for the whole show, man. Come, come whenever you want to come. Come. I mean, the main card starts at 10 p.m., but you're obviously gonna be here earlier than that. So come whenever you want. We'll eat food. I got a white couch. Um, it's you're gonna. I don't know if you're gonna like my couch, Matt. You're gonna sink into my couch. It's a fucking cloud couch, and you're gonna go go coof, and you're gonna. That's not. That's not good for my back. Yeah, you might not like my couch. Yeah. Uh, listen, before we get, who's coming in first? I don't know. Uh, to be very honest, I'm going to guess uh, uh, Drikus Duplessis. Uh, Let's get to know him. Let's. Get, it's his first time on here. Let's get to know Drikus du, uh, Duplessis. Duplessis, yeah. That's what I said. That's when they cut to bring him in, Jimmy. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, Drikus, what's up, man? What's up? Oh, man, what an honor. What an honor. Uh, the great Jim Norton. You must be a comedy fan. Well, <laughs> no, I, I believe he was referring to the ex-welterweight champion. Well, both of you guys, it's it's awesome. I can't, we can't wait to get to know you. It's your first time on this program. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It is. Uh, I saw the names and I was like, this, this is awesome. Drakus, does the referee, when he when he gets you ready before he greases you up before you go in the cage, does he ever make sure that your spikes are not too spiky on top? You got some hair. That could take out a fucking eye. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, uh, any weapon you can get get away with, take it in there. I'll tell you. That looks like that, that could hold up in like a, like a, like a windstorm. Look at that. Looks like it doesn't look yeah. that loose. I, that it's gel? a good look, though. Even when I had hair, no, I couldn't that's a, do that's that. A, that's a wax. That's a wax. Oh, look at that. Oh, you put a little wax in there. Yeah. That's what the kids do. Yeah, that's a good look. Yeah, that's that's what the kids do nowadays. So, hey, man, let, let's get to know you a little bit, buddy. I, I'm really excited to see you fight this weekend. I want to know, where did you, where are you coming from? And what was the first discipline you ever uh, learned? So, uh, I'm from South Africa. I uh, live there, trained there, uh, born there. I've, my whole life I've been in South Africa. And... Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, I've been, yeah, like I said, living there my whole life. And uh, uh, my first discipline was judo, actually, as uh, when I was five years old, I started doing judo or 
five years. I did it until I was 10. Then I wrestled for a little. I did some wrestling uh, for two years. But when I was a little kid, I didn't like the wrestling that much because, uh, you know, the judo is a completely different sport to wrestling. And you know, it was never for me to to, uh, to get to this career at this point in my life. So it was always just fun after school. I played school sports, played rugby, played uh, the athletics, all that. So, I mean, it was just an after-school activity my brothers did, so I was with them. And then I watched some movies about fighting, like anybody else, and I just started loving it. And uh, at the age of 14, 15, I started with K1 kickboxing. Five, five years old into judo. Is, is somebody in your family a martial artist? Why so young to start? Well, my grandpa was, but didn't really know him. It's, uh, that's the weird thing. My dad is not uh, into martial arts at all. Nobody in my family. We did judo. Uh, uh, both my brothers, older brothers. Uh, that uh, were multiple national champions in judo. Oh. And I basically just had to go with the training because I was uh, five years old. So uh, might as well join in the training. So it was never competitive for me in terms of this, I want to reach something, but I was good at judo. I was, I, was, I, was, uh, I was a national champion because I was too young to compete at national champs, but I was, I was a good judoka. And uh, I mean, that was basically it. There was, there was no forcing me into any of this. There was, my parents didn't force me into it. I did it because I loved it. And what was it like growing up in, uh, in South Africa? You know, like I, I know com- comedians that have gone over to Johannesburg and done like a festival there. I've never been. Um, you know, I hear like it's really certain parts are scary and dangerous and other people say, no, it's a great city. Like I've spent, wh- what's it like uh, and where was it that you grew up? Listen, uh, South Africa, I'm from uh, the Free State, uh, born in the Free State. And then moved to uh, Gauteng in Hartwestburg. That's where I'm from. And uh, you know, South Africa, um, yeah, it has its its ups and downs, and it has its good sides and its bad sides. And uh, it, it, as far as neighborhoods go, there are neighborhoods that are very, very bad. And uh, then there are neighborhoods that are not so bad, but still bad. It's uh, and that's crime wise. I mean, it's not a. Right. Uh, it's a it's it's a beautiful country. It's a, it's awesome to live in. It's a, not really what I would say uh, foreigners would expect. I think uh, you'll be more pleasantly surprised when you get there than you would be surprised in terms of uh, saying this is a rural area. There is rural areas, but South Africa is a, is a great country. And uh, yes, we do have incredible crime rate. It is, and that's not certain areas. That's the whole of Africa. All of South Africa. It's, Did you fight a lot as a kid, like in your neighborhood? Was because a lot of guys in martial arts were, were fighting a lot as 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 kids, but not for you. I I did, I did, but it was never. I wasn't a street rat or anything like that. I wasn't a street kid or anything. I was a I was a I was a good student. I was good in sports. Uh, I I come from a very good family. I come from a good background. I, I you know I had a a wonderful family. A mom, a dad, three brothers, and uh, we lived a, a normal life. And uh, I grew up. Uh, I could say in the comfort, I grew up very comfortably in, in terms of what a lot of people go through. I had a, a beautiful family, mom and dad still together, brothers and uh, now a very, very loving family. So there was never a need for me to fight. It was never the, the motivation behind it. I just love fighting more than anything else. Well, you're good at it, brother. Yeah. I mean, 17 bouts, not a single, not a, not one single bout went the distance. 17 yeah. KOs, Eight sub wins, one KO loss, and one sub loss. That's wild, man. Yeah, that's it's, uh, the crowd pleaser. <laughs> yeah, going out there and uh, you know the roar of the crowd apparently gets me going. Well, the boo of the crowd as well, I guess. But you know, going out there and uh, 
I believe a, a lot of people ask me, do I go out and just look for the finish the whole time? And I, I don't think it is that. I don't think it is that. I think I go out there and I use the tools that my coaches gave me. I use the tools that I that I that I train. I don't want to hit pads for eight weeks, two, three hours a day, and not go out there and hit a guy. I don't want to train submissions for two, three hours a day and not go out there and try and use a submission and lie on top of a guy. I don't want to train my ground and pound and not use it. I want to use my tools when I get in that cage. It's it's almost like when do you get a, the chance to throw a full-blown shot at somebody? The only time you get that is in a fight. And every time I go out there, I can use full strength. I can use full power. I can fight with everything I got. Like you only have 15 or 25 minutes to, to, to get that freedom to do it. And every time I go out there, that's what I try and do. Is I use that, that time I have in there to, to try and hit as hard as I can for the first time in, in how long I've been imagining this. Uh, it's, Hitting a guy as hard as I can—that's amazing. And you're you're fourteen and uh, fifteen and two. Sorry, and and Trevin is uh, fourteen and two. You guys are really really evenly matched. Yeah. Uh, it's a very evenly matched fight, and he has a really interesting. Li- I mean, you know that he's a he's a, a cop, and he has a very very interesting life outside of the cage too. Yeah, it's a it's a uh, uh, we are basically complete opposites. If you if you can look at it that, even though our records are very similar. Um, our stats is very sim- very similar. I'm a little bit more tall. I'm a bit more lanky. I'm a bit more muscular, but he's a you know, he's obviously a bigger frame guy, and uh, it's a he, he's a family man. Uh, I mean, obviously I've I've seen it. He's a family man. He's a he's a good guy. He's he's a he's an officer. He's a no. I have nothing but respect for him. I've nothing nothing but respect for him. It's uh, he's not my friend. He's not my enemy. He's uh, the guy I'm fighting. We both have the same goal in mind. My goal is to be a UFC champion and be the greatest ever do this. And I'm assuming the same for him. So we're going to go out there and have ourselves an amazing fight. And it's it's nothing personal. It's uh, just business. And, uh, yeah. Your first fight, it went very well in the UFC. How, how did it feel? How did it feel to make that walk? How did it feel to finally get there? It is a it's a it's a very interesting story about uh, how my, my first fight came about. Uh, there was this time in my career where... I, I became a, a two a weight division champion in the EFC. And the only fight I've ever lost in the EFC was to Gareth McLellan, who after he beat me, the first fight after he beat me, I was 19 years old then, fighting for his title, fighting for his belt. That was my fourth professional fight, fighting for the belt. And uh, also a short notice fight that got me there. And uh, he beat me with by a submission. And after that fight, he was his record was fifteen and two or fifteen and three. Then he went to the UFC, so that was a that was a that was a big one for me. And it was a close fight. It was a good fight, and uh, yeah, that was my loss in the UFC. And then I I became a welterweight. I moved down to one seventy, became welterweight champion. Uh, fought Yanni Pahadi at one eighty five again, became that, uh, the middleweight champion. And then I got the call from KSW uh, in Europe, and they wanted to offer me the title shot. In, uh, at the welterweight and uh, I went out there first fight title shot and uh, got the second round knockout on Roberto Stoldich and uh, yeah it was uh, that was uh, that was uh, then I had three belts and it was it was amazing I fell on top of the world and I was like now I'm ready I, I didn't chase the UFC because I knew I had to I didn't want to be in the UFC by hook or by crook I wanted to be there because I deserved to be there and I want to know that I've tested myself against every single great fighter outside of the UFC before I get into the UFC. I don't want to, you don't want to get it too soon. I don't want to get cut. 
I want to, when right. I get to the UFC, I want to become champion. That's my route. And uh, also beating Soldier, I knew, listen, I'm ready for the big stage now. I'm ready. And I would have signed as a welterweight. That's, that was the plan originally. And, you know, my body just couldn't make it anymore. We, the, we, we kept the test because I had a massive cut to welterweight. I walk around, my walk around weight is close to 220. Wow. And, uh, yeah. How tall, how tall are you? Why, six feet one. Six oh, feet one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I'm, uh, I walk around like 215, 220 when I'm, when I'm outside of the fight camp. And, uh, and that's in shape. It's not like that. I just go and get fat at all. Right. It's yeah. just I'm a big guy. And um, the welterweight cut was really taxing. And I walk around the same weight I did as a welterweight right now. It's just the cut is just not that long and that big. It, it, was, it was tough. And then it took a toll on my body. So when I, get, when I got older, because I was younger, yeah. and uh, we made the call that I'm fighting at middleweight. And I started after the loss because I beat Soldich and then he beat me in the rematch. He beat me. So it was a, and, he, and uh, yeah, he, he caught me with a big punch in the third or fourth round. And then I made the call. I said, listen, this welterweight cut is not working for me. He caught me with a punch that I was supposed to take. I can take, I've taken big punches and that punch wasn't the punch that should have knocked me out. And, uh, well, at least it didn't knock me out clean, but he shouldn't have rocked me with that punch. And uh, I made the move up the middleweight and, uh, especially I started training in the States then. I started training with uh, guys at Henry Hooves at Sanford. And then I saw I'm a big, I'm a big middleweight. I can fight at middleweight. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I started uh, fighting at middleweight and it's the best decision of my life. And uh, yeah, we yeah, that before. Yeah. I mean, look at Dustin Poirier, for example. Exactly. Right? You know, he got Robert Yeah. And you know, he took, he took a shot. At least, I mean, you could argue he just takes a shot better at 155. His head 100%. looks his head looks bigger, right? Exactly he, that. He used to call him a pea head. He's not really a pea head no more. He's, yeah. You know? His body and his head looks the same size. I, if you if you saw me at welterweight, you'd say, this guy's definitely a pea head. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. When I was at 155, I was nothing but head. I was just a fucking... <laughs> I actually watched one of your fights just in this week. I watched some, some reruns at the PR, and I was like, wow, I see you a lot on the Dana White looking for a fight, all that stuff. And I'm like, I can't believe that's your weight. <laughs> With my with my record, when you're saying I seen some of the fights, I'm like, well, it could have been good, could have been a bad I don't. I was, I'm not even saying, oh, great. If that's Saint Pierre, he most likely be like, oh, awesome. But shit. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what it's about, man. It's not winning and losing; it's about putting up the performance. And you always did that. This is I, dude. I I knew I liked you right off the bat, <laughs> right? And I thought it was the hair, but no, this is great. <laughs> you guys are gonna fight in March. And uh, you you had a visa issue. Did they hold you up, or did they not want to issue you one, or was it just a delay? Yeah. So basically, what happened is the the COVID situation still in South Africa. I'm really lucky to be here. Uh, our country went into a hard lockdown again uh, two days before I flew out here, yeah. and uh, we had to make a lot of things happen because back then we had the UFC. We had even had some of the FBI guys phoning our government saying, "Listen, this guy needs an appointment now," and it was. It was basically the embassy that didn't have the. It was the timing of the appointment. The embassy was too far backlogged. They weren't giving any visas. There were nobody. To, there was nobody to work at the embassy. The whole country was in lockdown, and they couldn't. That there wasn't enough time. And I mean, this was eight weeks before the fight that we started applying for the visa. Wow! And the embassy just couldn't make it happen. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't that they denied it. It was just right. the fact that the time they didn't do it in time. That's why we only knew about a week out. We kept on hoping, kept on hoping. Said they said maybe tomorrow, maybe in a year. We don't know. 
Yeah. And uh, yeah, it just didn't come to light. And I got my visa three days after the fight. Isn't it crazy? Like, I guess the, 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 everything was closed down for so long. They're just backlogged and they got, they got months and months of, you know, there's just a lot for them to do, I guess. Yeah, exactly that. Uh, okay, well, that's good. It wasn't denied. This is, a delay is a friend of mine's going for a passport. He wants to travel. And uh, he said it's a 12 week wait. He's a U.S. citizen and he wants to and, and to get your passport updated. It was 12 weeks and that's with the rush. So I guess everybody's kind of dealing with it. Sucks, Shit, yeah, no, exactly. So but I mean, uh, when that fight got canceled, obviously, and you know, if your fight gets canceled about three weeks out, you're like, oh, it sucks. But it is what it is. And you move on. When you started cutting weight and doing everything a week out from your fight, already started water loading, all that, already packed and ready to go, and your fight gets canceled, it's devastating. It was, yeah. it was, and uh, here we go. And when I made the announcement on video uh, in my country, people are going crazy for this fight. People, I have a massive support back home. The, the, it's, it's insane. The whole Africa and South Africa, especially, is going insane. It's, a, it's like the Springboks playing for the Rugby World Cup. It's people are going mad. People are doing events people are, are going crazy for this fight and uh it's um you know not a lot of south africans have done this so that's that it, it's really a big privilege for me and uh when i've canceled that fight on a video and that i sent out i said listen everything happens for a reason something bigger will come of this and here i am just a few months later it's the exact same fight exact same opponent just on the conor mcgregor foyer card in las vegas it's uh, it's it's next level. It's uh, not in the apex, in the in T-Mobile arena, sold right. out crowd. It's it's exactly what it was in March, just bigger and better. Just bigger, just bigger, because it's a big. I mean, his card. I mean, and he got another win on his record. He he, he fought. He, the the Liche actually stepped up to the fight, so he got another win. So now he's on a three fight streak, and that's even better for me. You fought once in the apex, right? I've never fought. No, I fought at uh, Fight Island my day. Oh, okay. So you, you no crowd though. Yeah, no crowd. So yeah. This is this is going to be crazy. Yeah. How did that did that throw you at all? Some I've had we've had mixed answers from guys. Some said that it didn't matter because that's how you train is with no crowd, and and other guys said that you can feel the energy difference. Yeah, definitely. I could feel the energy difference once the fight started though. It wasn't it wasn't different to me at all. Uh, the only difference was I could hear my corner. Right. I could hear my corner clearly. But the crowd, then I realized, like, the crowd, you can hear the crowd in, in, the, in a fight, but it's just background noise. You don't really hear it. And that was, that was cool. The walkout was a little bit strange. Yeah. A little bit strange. Yeah. And the weirdest part for me was after the fight. The weirdest part of the whole no crowd was after the fight. Because I always, when I, when I win a fight, uh, people don't understand the kind of emotion the fighters go through. You know, this build up, this... The, the, the raw emotion and you know my first fight in the UFC everything I've ever worked for uh, getting that knockout I scream I just can't help it <laughs> I screamed really loud like I always do but usually there's a, the crowd noise to damp that <laughs> yeah <laughs> and Ralph when I rewatched that fight I'm like wow I screamed so loud that like a fucking lunatic <laughs> so I mean that was the biggest difference and uh, I, I can't wait to find the crowd, the crowd again I, it's, it's amazing I love the crowd I love the pressure uh, for some reason, when the pressure comes on, I, I just do stuff that I that I didn't even know I could do myself. You were saying before how devastating it is when, like, you're sitting there water loading, your camp's already in, and then they had to cancel. The fight gets canceled right then. What people don't understand, and I hate when I hear, like, oh, man, I'll get paid this amount for 15 minutes of, of work. Dude, it's two months, two and a yeah. half months. You put – it's like you're getting – you didn't get paid for – you did – 
a lot of the job. I mean, you put the hours in. So that's what people don't see. So it's not like, you know what I mean? So I don't know. I, I feel the fight, the fight in a way. Uh, I always tell people the fight's the easiest day at the job. Oh, whoo. I the totally eight weeks before the, the diet, the training, the making the weight. That's the hard part of the job. The easy part is the fight and going out there with doing what you love. We, we love fighting so much that we go through all that ridiculous pain and not just eight weeks, years and months. And it's, it's a constant work. You can't just train for eight weeks. It's years and years and years. And no. even when you're sore and you're tired, injuries, that's the hard part of the job for a maximum of 25 or 15 minutes of, of, of fun. Yeah. That has, that's, that's how you know you really love something. What always felt good when I was leaving for, a, like when I'm done with the fight camp and I'm going to board the plane to Vegas or whatever, is I know when it's like the last day of the Versa climber, you know, the Versa yeah. climber, or the last yeah. day of the hills, especially the Versa climber. Like I know I don't have yeah. to do it again until after I go, all right, look, I'm going to go fight in the cage with a badass right now, but I don't got to go. That's great. I don't got to go near that fucking thing. <laughs> that's it. I, I feel that way about, about the, the, the assault bike. We had that assault bike that we use for, for, for that kind of training as well. And that assault bike and me, we have a very big love hate relationship. Uh, you know, it's one of the best things ever for, for me as a fighter. It helped me. I mean, obviously it's great. It's great for everything uh, MMA related, but man, that thing, and I, we have a love-hate relationship. When I'm done with my sessions, with my intervals for, for fight distance on that thing, I'm like, yeah. Exactly. That. Fuck I you. owned you. <laughs> Nothing oh, yeah. can have done. <laughs> hey, dude, I got a Versa climber at my school now. I don't touch it. I don't even yeah. look, I just look at it. I just walk past it. I don't need you anymore. <laughs> I, go, look, I, you, I go, you help me get all this. I don't, I don't really talk Does anybody that. actually like it though? I've never fought in my life, and I've done it in the gym, and it stinks. I mean, I, I don't. Does anybody actually enjoy the Versa climber? Yeah, well, I mean, the the thing is about all that thing. If you enjoy it, it's probably not the thing your coach is going to make you use. That's exactly. the sad part about all the equipment. Yeah, I guess so. Right? It's not that bad if you just like kind of cruising on it, but when you have to like do thirty seconds above a certain level or keep it at this. Right. That just sucks. I mean, you try to get a stride and you look, you just, you know, you look horrible and you're like, yeah, I don't know. You feel like a little bitch. I hate it. I fucking uh, hate yeah. it. But, but I'll tell you right now, I I'm very rarely, I, I can count on my, not I count on my hand, really only like two fights I can remember getting tired in. So the, the thing does work. It's fucking it great. <laughs> you know? How many minutes, Matt? Would you go, would you go like, uh, you know, 30 seconds on, 30 off? Or oh, so, sometimes, oh, yeah, there's that, or a whole minute, and then there's a minute, that type of thing. But, but it's also, I would either do it part of a, of a, of a big workout, or even part of it, like I would do the whole fight on it. I would do the whole fight. Yeah. Interval training. Yeah, that's exactly like do five minutes, have one minute break, five yeah. minutes, one minute break. <laughs> Yeah, that's that stuff. Yeah, Holy that's exactly shit. how we use it. When I do it, you hear what, 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 what? Nice, nice and relaxed. That's crazy. Oh, so, you, so they, they'll have you do fifteen minutes um, at a decent pace just to make sure you can do it. Yeah, dude. I mean, you got anybody can go on at fifteen and just kind of do exactly the pace you were doing. Yeah. Hey, hey, Trickus, For the people at home, they we want they want to get to know you better. Okay. Something unrelated to MMA, a hobby, a book, a show you're watching on Netflix. Talk to us. Uh, massive uh, binge watcher. I watch, uh, yeah, I'm a binge watcher because it's between training. I just destroy Netflix. I, I'm, yeah. I'm constantly us- looking for new stuff to watch. I love it. What'd you watch lately? Um, Give me something. Uh, 
I, I rewatched it. Vikings four times now. Jimmy, Jimmy. I know Jimmy. that's Matt Show. That is Matt Show. That's Matt Show. Uh, that is it's amazing. Uh, I'm I'm definitely naming my first son Ragnar. It's uh, one of the greatest characters uh, ever. Uh, one of the he's, he's amazing. Ever. He's an amazing actor. He's not without flaws. But I mean, what an amazing, what an, I mean, you know, yeah. rapes and pillages. But listen, but, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm for telling the time, you, for the time he was in, well done. It's my, I'll tell you right now, I'm not even exaggerating. I think it's my, it might be my favorite series ever. I'm, I'm thinking it's better than Game of Thrones. It's really, uh, thinking, yeah, it's, it's, it's right up it's there. So that, that, that's, that's a two for me Game of Thrones and, uh, and uh, Vikings right up there. Then, of course, I'm a Banshee fan. A massive banshee fan. Sheriff Wood. Drakus, we could have been hanging out ages ago. I just got into Banshee. Another one I told you. You are in for such a treat. I've watched it three times as well. Sheriff Hood is going to be your new hero. He's he's amazing. He's he's, 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 it's awesome. It's a great, great entertaining sheriff. Yeah, Yeah, Sheriff Hood. Yeah. It's great. Jimmy, I, I'm getting back into that because I'm watching that with my wife. Yeah. Uh, if I can recommend something, if you like zombies, check out Black Summer. Okay. I'm definitely, I'm keen. I like zombies. I'm, I'm, Check I'm that down shit with that. Out, man. Then of course, reading. I love reading. I love, uh, you know, that's a, that's one thing when uh, I stopped studying, when I finished studies and like all that part of my life, when I, I stopped uh, and uh, I realized, uh, you know, I have to get smarter the whole time. I don't want to, you know, as a, mentally get stuck somewhere. So I'm constantly yeah. trying to learn, do uh, courses, do uh, on uh, just a, just I don't even I don't need the credentials. I just read the courses. I just go through uh, nutrition and uh, or, uh, you know physical uh, the physical body. I I know stuff because that's the best way for me as an athlete to improve my mental health, to improve my physical health, to make sure I don't get injured, to not just listen to a doctor but to know exactly what he's talking about. So I like to to educate myself on that. But uh, mental health is a big uh, mental strength. Mental training is something that is pretty new in the sport and not a lot of people utilizes it. I have a mental coach and you know, he's a very good friend of mine. So uh, we, I, I spend a lot of time getting myself mentally ready, reading books on it. I'm reading uh, Extreme Ownership with Jocko Willing right now. Oh. Uh, these, 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 are, these are all the books that I, I love to read. Uh, Stealing Fire, which is an amazing book about, uh, it's, 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 it's about the hero's journey. These, these kinds of stuff that, that, that's almost like, all about peak performance, getting into that flow state. That all that's up. I'm very, very intrigued by that. I love it. What'd you say about the hero's journey? Which which one is that? Uh, Stealing Fire is the book's name. I'll I'll, I'll get your name. Stealing Fire. It's one of it, it's my favorite book. It's the best book I've ever read. Drikus. Uh, am I saying it right? It is probably pronounced uh, Drikus. Okay, making sure. Uh, we have uh, Tai Tuivasa uh, in the waiting room. So w- thank you for coming on, Trevin Giles. You guys are kicking off the prelims on Saturday night. Uh, good to finally have you on the show, and uh, we'd love to have you back at another time and and and, and talk more about that other stuff too. It was, it was fun talking to you. Oh hell yeah, guys! Thank you so much. It was really awesome meeting you. Uh, big fan, and uh, yeah, thank you for having me. And uh, thanks for the opportunity. It's really awesome. Cheers. This podcast is brought to you by Neds, the official wagering partner of the UFC in Australia. Aussie fight fans, keep an eye out for this weekend's UFC pay-per-view event, Player Pump. Player Pump gives you a special fixed odds price for a fighter to win by markets like Method of Victory, Round Betting, 
and heaps more. You can even pump up your odds on the UFC by combining your favorite markets across different cards. The action doesn't stop with UFC. Neds has everything you need to take it to the Neds level, regardless of what you bet on. Neds Same Game Multi is now available on more sports than ever before. Blended is also brand new to Neds and available on all three racing codes. Blended lets you pick multiple runners in the same race at special blended odds. It's never been easier for you to be paid out as a winner. Take UFC to the Neds level. UFC markets exclude South Australian residents. Minimum blended odds, $1.10. Terms and conditions apply and are available on the Neds website. Remember to always gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Support for UFC Unfiltered comes from the official hair restoration partner of UFC, Hair Club. UFC fans notoriously take pride in the way they look. They train hard and it shows in their physique. But if you're not dedicated to your hair health, you're really not giving 100%. For over 40 years, our hair loss experts have helped over half a million clients regrow, replace, and restore their hair. Hair Club offers complimentary in-center and virtual consultation hair health experts to help you learn about custom solutions to regain your hair. Invest in yourself and find out which hair club solution will work for you. Schedule a free, no obligation hair health checkup by visiting hairclub.com slash UFC or texting knockout to 694247. Text knockout to 694247 or go to hairclub.com slash UFC to schedule a free, no obligation hair health checkup. Hair club, love your hair. Live your life. Look at that shirt. You like that? It's Aboriginal flags. Is it's it a Aboriginal flag? Yeah, it's a Nadoc week back home. Oh, like- what is that? What, what, what week is it? Nadoc week. What does that mean? Uh, it's just a week where we represent our people, our past and present, just represent our mob. Oh, okay. Now, let me ask you, Ty. With this whole COVID fucking thing going on, are you a little hesitant to drink out of a stinky boot now with that fucking thing? Come on, man. He don't give up. He don't he care. Doesn't care. He doesn't give a shit. Oh, yeah, the, 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 vaccine, the vaccine, man. Fuck, I've been trying to tell you this for years. He doesn't, he doesn't care? You don't care. I don't think he gives a shit. Hey, Ty, we're so excited for you. We On this card, you're, this is a huge card, obviously. Yeah, big And game. you're fighting Greg Hardy. Who's got a layer? Listen, he's got a you know, guy's got a he's got a name, you know. He's new, he's, he's fairly new in the sport, but he's got a name. Are you coming to get all his smoke? How are you feeling now? Man, he's been talking like he wants this smoke, so I'm gonna give it to him. I think I fucked that up. I said he wants to get his smoke. Yeah, we, we should fuck up with the same smoke. That's what, I don't know. Smoke, <laughs> shot, shade, shot. I try to sound a little young, Ty. I try to sound young. You did all right. You did all listen, right. So, Ty. You thinking he wants your smoke, right? That's what he's saying. He's saying like he's wanting to break my face and shit like that. I, I don't know. I don't know where these words are coming from, but uh, hopefully he brings it. You're making me want some smoke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Vape for a second. I'm not exactly uh, Joe Rogan here. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not Bob yeah. Walters. <laughs> Now, Ty, you uh, you have an interesting. You uh, I think you were eight and zero. Oh, 
and then you drop three, but you've rebounded with two straight wins, which is uh, a great turnaround. What what happened for you after that third fight that changed things for you? Were you, were you in a mentally bad place at one point, or did it? Did were you able to refocus? Yeah, I think I think I just lost myself for a little bit. You know what I mean? And that, that happens. Kind of, I kind of come into the UFC. I was made a big name. I was, you know, I was fighting all these big guys. I maybe was rushing it a little bit. You know what I mean? Just getting a little bit ahead of myself. And, uh, you know, just some out-of-cage stuff, at-home stuff, you know what I mean? It just might, I just don't think I was in line with myself. And uh, usually when shit gets like that, you know, I have to step back and try and look at things and look at myself and then go again. And I feel like I'm back on a roll now and, and a good win on uh, on Saturday will, will fucking get me back up there, you know what I mean? Yeah, did, did you do something in particular? Like, was was it a bit of a confidence shake? I mean, you did something to get your confidence back? Oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I was born with confidence. I'm not worried about the confidence part of things. Uh, more just uh, in line with myself, making decisions. Uh, like, I was making stupid business decisions, just stuff outside of the cage, which was affecting my training and affecting initially what I do, which is fighting. And, and that's what I do. And that's, that's my number one priority. And I kind of had to get back in line with that. You know what I mean? And and I'm back on I'm back on route. So, you know, I just train and I think about fighting and I'm trying to better myself all around as a professional. So I think that's where I kind of was fucking up a little bit there, you know what I mean? So but that comes with experience and, and with, with with age. I'm still probably one of the youngest in, in the you know, and I feel I'm gonna be around for a little bit. So I'm just getting started. Yeah, bad business decisions. I mean, we all make them. And so you got to get somebody around you that like you trust. But then again, like, who do I trust? Like, it's it's tough, but if it's very distracting in professional life if you're thinking about business stuff and money while you're trying to do something professional. Hey, Ty, you watch now with Greg Hardy. Are you letting your, your coaches watch the, the 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 tape on him or do you sit down there with him or, or, or no? No, I watched one fight and then that was, that was about it. Ty doesn't you can't just tell you about Ty Tuivasa he does not give a fuck look at him I love this about him you can't and then go in there and they do something totally different you're fucked you know what I mean like exactly hey you something tells me you handle those pre-fight nerves very well would I be correct with that or or I, I, I feel the fight is more the fight is my time like the fight is I hate training and I like sparring and stuff. And you, you're like a kind of that for me is more like, you know, if I got a hard session, I get more nervous for that. You know what I mean? Or, or like, you know, I, I get kind of, I'm weird like that. But then once there's more people and there's cameras and there's lights, it's just like, yeah, fuck yeah, let's do this. It's on now. I think we should keep a camera on. Tyler. <laughs> I feel like you're an interesting. I feel I've been thinking about OnlyFans. I've been thinking about OnlyFans or some shit. <laughs> OnlyFans. We were thinking about a reality show on A and E. You OnlyFans. Oh shit! Oh, shit. Oh, my head. What, now, what is Only? Is OnlyFans just for something to show your ass, or what is it? For? Well, I don't know, but I heard it's like a porno side or something. And I heard them. They yeah. make it. Point, so okay, I'll, I'll also pretend that I don't know. Judy. It's something you look at <laughs> naked girls on. <laughs> is that what you do? Oh, actually, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah you it? for it. It's actually it's a good site. You uh, people go on and model and do what I do, and there are guys that that, or that do things that are not sexual. Comedians that go on, and you could have nude photos, you could have regular photos, and people pay every month. That's all. It, it's very very uh, 
you know, it's pretty simple and it's very. What popular. do you reckon Mark Price would be? You know, I guess it depends on what you do. Um, now, to watch mm. you go around your daily life would be very interesting. Um, uh, to watch you naked, you could probably get more money, but I wouldn't sign up for that. But some people definitely would. Um, you know, it's an option. Ten bucks a month, fifteen bucks a month. But if you and- get a thousand, but if you get a thousand people, that's a lot of money. Oh, true. That is true. But nobody uses the OnlyFans for like, like tr- to show training footage and shit like that. Like, or no. Yeah, you can. I heard, I guess. I heard Izzy does. Who does? Izzy does he? Izzy, yeah, I heard Izzy's got like he does his sparring and stuff, and he gets. I, I, I heard that. I don't know. I, don't, I think it's true. Is it true? I don't know. I haven't heard that, but it, I I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. I just don't want no perverts slipping into my DMs. I don't need that shit. <laughs> they want to see me roll around. And you're, you're like, ah, can you do it in a in a tub full of fucking KY? Like, oh, yeah. No, or a blouse. Could you wear a blouse? While you-, <laughs> you, wear, you wear lipstick and roll it. No. Anyway. Anyway, what I meant before was what, what Jimmy was leading towards, like a reality show. Because, Ty, oh, you, you got a, a presence about you. I don't know. You make me laugh when you're not even doing anything. You're kind of a funny guy. Like, you got to fucking not listen. Not like I'm not trying to be at a scene at Joe Pesci, like funny how. I'm just saying you are kind of like like affable. I recognize it because I am too. Yeah. Jimmy, am I way off with this? No, you're actually correct. You should just I, have that I, energy. I, I yeah. Matt's a little stoned. But no. I mean, he. Are <laughs> <laughs> you so mad? Telling you, he's a big jovial guy. Yeah, it's good. It's better than have it. Listen, if you had the personality of a fucking plant, I'm not saying there should be a fucking reality show. On right. It. I'm saying he's got a. You got a screen presence. I'm. I'm thinking you, fucking Derek Lewis. You guys get an apartment somewhere. Put a react. Make it like the Truman Show. You put reality show in there. That'd be Camera. That'd be You're cool. You're a god couple. One of you guys is a Derek's all neat. Ty's drinking out of fucking boots and shit. This could be great. Well, sign it up. I'm ready. Sign me up. I feel like I'm pitching a meeting to the fucking board and they're just looking at me like, dude, what are you, a fucking asshole? Well, it's uh I'm smoking, uh, Matt. (laughs) Ty! I don't make fun of you and your fucking boots, you dirty bastard. (laughs) Dare you? Are you here this weekend? No, I wish, buddy. I wish. Because we haven't done one yet. Oh, what, drinking out of a boot? Yeah. Does somebody have to spin it, though? You can spin in mine. Okay. Mm. All right. Well, I'll drink out of a boot, uh, but only with Ty. I'll do it with Ty, but no, 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 no. It has to be a, a female uh, shoe. Wait, people <laughs> spitting it? People high spitting hill, it? High hill. People spitting it? Ah. No, no spitting. No spinning. Well, you have to spin it? It makes it a bit. It sells the. It sells the vibe a bit more. You know what I mean? You know what? Hey, Ty, maybe you should switch from that to maybe you should start smoking, <laughs> and not do that. Smoke weed? Yeah. I smoke weed hard. <laughs> 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 Fucking. T- All right, listen. Back to the fight. I don't yeah. Know. Listen, Greg Hardy. This is big because he's. I'll tell you right now. He lost his last one to March and Timbora. But he was looking really good up until that point. Yeah. Yeah. So are we expecting a fucking hard first round? And then for him to 
teeter I, off. I, I'm ready. To, I'm ready to. I'm ready to bang on for 25 minutes. Uh, my main goal is this: was to be fit, and I feel I'm, I'm probably. I'm very fit. I can punch and kick for 25 minutes strong. So, uh, if that's if that's what he wants to do, I, I just feel it's going to be a hard office for him. I'm not going to back out. I'm not going to. I'm not going to pull away. So, I'm all in. Oh, it's either me getting knocked out or I'm fucking winning. That's, there's only two options. So you're saying you're? I mean, 25 minutes. This is a three round fight, right? Yeah, of course. Oh, you're ready for five rounds? Okay, I, I understand. No, I'm, ready. I'm ready to punch on for 25 minutes. Okay. Yeah, he's looked uh, – he's really interesting. I mean, he obviously came off a, a good football career, and he seems very dedicated, and he's made a decent amount of adjustments. Um, but you don't watch a lot of tape. You just – you find that it uh, – like you said, it makes you expect one thing, and they're going to wind up doing another? Uh, it's, I, I won't take anything away from his sporting achievements. Like, he's, he's, he's to play in the NFL and the UFC, I think, is yeah. – they're two of the fucking hardest sports in the world. I like to make it to make anywhere those I ain't gonna take that away from him, you know. He's done well to do that, and that's great for him. But to start saying he's gonna break my face and shit like that, I don't I don't know if he knows who he's talking to. Does that make you more motivated? Or like a lot of guys don't aren't affected at all by talk that but shit, that- shit, I wanna punch your face and now I'm just gonna punch it harder. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it motivates you to wanna punch it harder. Talking. I like that. Hey, man, well, listen, your confidence has to be high coming off a fucking TKO and a KO. And, you know, that the, it must, you know, it gives you extra confidence when you're putting people to sleep two fights in a row. Well, all my fights I've, all my fights I've won, I've pretty much put someone to sleep. Oh, my, history is, my history speaks. I don't know. He's talking about breaking faces and breaking people. Fuck, I haven't seen him break shit. <laughs> I fucking love it. I love yeah. it, Jimmy. I can't wait for this weekend. Yeah, I'm, uh, this is a great fight, and uh, this could be a main event fight uh, on another card. Okay, yeah. I mean, you're obviously you're on a massive card. So uh, before we let you go, Ty, what do you think of uh, you know in the division the uh, the interim fight now between Cyril Gaon and Derek Lewis with Francis not fighting, which I think is strange uh, that he, he's not fighting right now. What, what do you think of what's going on at the top of the division? Man, I don't know what the fuck's going on with all that, but uh, Cyril Gain, man, he's he's he looks like the he looks like the you know he's 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 a freak of nature. He looked. Are they the same? Are they cousins or did they train together? They trained before. They trained together, yeah. So, yeah, I saw that. I don't, but they look kind of they're like they kind of look the same and shit. So they're both. But I think Cyril Gain moves a bit a bit more. You know, a bit more. I don't know. Yeah, he's a bit more thingy, you know? so he's. It's gonna. I don't know, but you never, you never count Derek out. That's for sure. My man's a banger. You never count us bangers out. So we're gonna keep banging. So that'll be a good fight. I don't know. I don't. I don't really know. I think Cyril Gaines got a hard day in the office with Derek. To be honest, yeah. Because so, Derek, there's no easy way. Like even Curtis Blades, just he Derek just basically can throw that short, that short. I think a short right. He's a banger. And you, you yeah. can't, and a banger means he's going to fight till it's finished, until he's finished. So, and they're the people you don't really want to fight with. So, <laughs> he's, and I'm a big fan of Derek Lewis, to yeah. be honest. So, I, I, I like, I like my people's. I think he, I think he might beat Cyril again. Ty Tuivasa, uh, good luck on Saturday night against Greg Hardy. We'll definitely talk to you again. And uh, always, always fun to watch you fight. Take care, brother. Thanks, buddy. You think you
you know Rose Namajunas? Rose lost her first title fight. Flat out lost. Right then and there, she made a decision to stop just fighting and start believing she would become a champion. And look who's number one now. Guaranteed Rate is a mortgage lender who understands the power of belief. Because if you believe, you will. Equal housing lender. Subject to credit approval. Restrictions apply. Company NMLS ID 2611. NMLSConsumerAccess.org. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. I think we just talked Ty Tuivasa into getting an OnlyFans. That's the headline from this episode. Ty Tuivasa is going to get an OnlyFans. I think I'm silly with the reefer. Meanwhile, the guy's drinking snot out of a boot. What the fuck is going on around here? I don't get it, dude. The I spit, like him a lot, the, somebody's dirty, and I'm a dirty guy, but just drinking something with someone's shoe that they spit in, that's just, oh. Jimmy, meanwhile, you fucking played people's toes like a harmonica. What are you I know. About? That's the beauty of me. There's no consistency. <laughs> There's none. I, I know. I don't have a good answer for you. Shit. All right, man. Let's do a couple of picks. Let's do that shit, man. Let's go. Chris uh, Mutino uh, against uh, Sean O'Malley. Uh, I'm not familiar with Chris, but uh, O'Malley, interesting, had a couple of, he's coming off a, a win after that loss to Cheeto Vera, had a couple of uh, Marab and a couple of other, uh, I think Ricky Simone, a couple of people threw their names in, in the ring, and uh, he chose this guy who I believe is his first UFC fight. O'Malley, O'Malley, first round knockout. You know why? Why? Eh, because I, that's what I'm saying. I'm going to say O'Malley, I'll, I'll, give him, I'll give him second round stoppage. Okay. Second round stoppage, O'Malley. All right. All right. Let's do this now. Okay. What do you I'm, got? I'm, I'm, I like Yana. I think Yana's yeah. tough. She knows how to win a decision. Having said that, Irene looked amazing up until our last fight. And that fight was a little bit ago. When was that? That was yeah. a year ago. Our uh, last fight was October of 20. Yeah. Okay. That was a little bit ago. Uh, and she looked gr- amazing up until then. So I think she made the correction. She's coming back strong. But I'll get up for decision. Okay, I'm going to take Kunitskaya decision. Yes, yes. Yeah. I'm going to Who are you taking? The other one? Uh, Yana Kunitskaya decision. Uh, Tuivasa, Greg Hardy. Interesting, interesting fight. <laughs> I'm going to listen. I like Greg Hardy. I think I'm going to go with Ty Tuivasa, man. I think he's going to go. I think he's going to get him knocked out in the second round. You know what, Matt? I'm nutty, man. I'm going to take Tuivasa decision. Nah, I, mean, I think he's going to find a home for those fucking New Zealand fists. You might be right. I'm going to take him by decision. We're banging through these, Jimmy. Gilbert Burns against our buddy Wonder Boy. Wonder Boy decision. Wonder Boy's a hard guy to. He's he's so hard to fight. He's like an enigma. Yeah. Yeah. Guys think they're going to take him down, and he is extremely difficult uh, and extremely fast. And the way he bounces, he's very hard to get a read on. I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to take uh, uh, Wonder Boy by decision as well. All right. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Uh, I give Gilbert Burns a lot of credit, though, for taking a fight with Wonder Boy and yeah. losing the title fight. Tomorrow, uh, yeah. yeah title fight. Um, t- yes. Uh, Dustin Poirier, Conor McGregor. 
Third round, third round stoppage. Uh, Conor McGregor. It's funny. I'm taking Conor too. I'm taking him in the second round. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. Did oh, you taking Poirier? Yeah, you're taking Poirier. I'm taking. I said Poirier. What did I just say? You said Conor McGregor, which surprised me. No, no. You know why? Because as I did that, my landlord was calling me, and it threw me off. Who's your landlord, Conor? <laughs> <laughs> I just got that. I was got that. <laughs> you're funny, but uh, I'm taking uh, Poirier third round stoppage. Okay, I'm going to take McGregor second round, and here's why. I still think his he has that booming, lightning fast left. Um, I don't think McGregor has probably had time to make enough adjustments to stop Poirier from doing what he did last time, but I think at the end of the day, this is a bigger fight for Connor than it is for Dustin Poirier. Um, not that he wants really? it more. Yeah, even though Connor's got the, enough money to retire for 10 lifetimes, uh, I, I think Connor has won, he's lost, he's won, he's lost. And, and, and I think... Uh, this is a huge fight for him. This is a bigger fight. That, he's not doing any media why for this. Of, why big of him? Because I think Poirier has looked so good. I think Connor has been more inconsistent lately. Let me look at their record. Hold on one second. Uh, I have to type this in. This is how we do it here on Unfiltered. We don't have fancy assistance. We do not this shit. Not, Give me one a second. Little elbow grease doesn't hurt nobody. Uh, because of uh. Poirier's record, he has lost one fight out of God. How many? When's the last time he lost? Uh, Habib. Uh, and yeah, Poirier has been on quite a tear. Um, yeah. He's only lost two fights uh, in, in six years. Whereas Connor has been a bit more inconsistent lately. Yeah. Um, he lost his last fight to Poirier in the second uh, with that pretty devastating knockout. Um, he, what the, wow, he's got a long Wikipedia. Um, and before that, of course, he beat Cerrone. Loses to Habib, wins two, loses to Diaz. He's been back and forth, and I think he's ranked fifth. And I think for him to to, to be any type of a title contender, he has to win this fight. And I don't think we've seen Conor in a must-win fight in a while. Uh, it's just a, why I'm taking him. It's just my thinking. Yeah, it's, it's, all, it's all fucking great, Jimmy. It's all fucking great. But he's fighting Dustin. A killer, I know. Diamond Poirier. yes. I mean, do you see what Max Holloway, how he, you know, out, you know, he outboxed uh, the great Calvin Cater. Yes, who he did. Amazing. Who just who beat Dan Ige and, and who, I mean, and saying I'm the best boxer in here. I'm the best boxer. That's Max Holloway. And Max Holloway's phenomenal. Yeah. Him and Dustin had a great fight, man. I mean, I mean, I mean, look how Dustin, Dustin bested him. So it's like Dustin's confidence is at an all time high. He just ended Connor. And before he knocked him out, he, he the leg was compromised. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Even said so. It's not like he just beat him all. Man, he couldn't do it because he couldn't walk anymore. He yeah. got him like a. He got him. He took away his movement. Took yep. him out and in the takedown. I feel even though I feel Connor has a very more well rounded game than given given credit for. Yeah, you don't really see. I mean, I mean, I did, he took down some people back in the day. But by the way, every time I've taken Connor, I'm wrong. I'm always wrong when I pick Connor. <laughs> But I'm taking him anyway. Well, listen, I think for the offensive wrestling, you got to give that to uh, to Dustin. Sure. To Dustin probably, I think uh, he works more his defense as far as that. But but Dustin could mix up the strikes enough to add in. Listen, I got Dustin Poirier third round. That's what I got. I'm sticking with that. Yeah, like- hey, look, it's, it's a smart pick. I just think that the, the magnitude of this fight for Connor 
The fact that he lost to Dustin and wants to be back in there with him immediately, uh, with the kind of money he has, he doesn't need to be fighting. I just think that th this means a lot more to him than than uh, he's probably letting on. So that's I'm, I'm just going to take Honda for that reason. Uh, so, Jimmy, I watched a new uh, Chris Pratt movie. Most of it, uh, uh, The Tomorrow War. It's on It's on Amazon Prime. It's Is it a superhero movie? I like it. I like it a lot. Oh, oh it's good, Jimmy. Oh, man. Jimmy, these aliens aren't the aliens from Independence Day. With such a letdown, when Will Smith, welcome to Earth, boom, he punched that thing that. in the head. They hated that. that. Once that happened, I was out of the movie. Yeah, I was out like of the fucking way. I wanted to see Independence Day. I wanted to love it. Yeah, me too. Me too. It. I remember seeing the scene of the big alien ships coming out from the clouds. And yeah. And oh, what if this really happened? Oh my goodness. Oh, they're blowing up buildings. Oh my God. Uh, anyway, now with this one, these monsters, they, these, and these aliens, all right. like big spider like with the monster with the big teeth. You can only kill them if they get shoot them in the belly. And then ah, fucking grenade. Scary. Scariest aliens. Scariest aliens. Since aliens. Yeah. Okay. So check out Tomorrow War. I'm not done with it, but so far, it's a fun ride. Buddy, I'm going to see you. And everybody check out UFC 264 Oof. this Saturday night. Watch the prelims. Yes. Dude, the UFC, uh, the UFC app is so fucking good. Yes. Watch the early prelims and definitely get the pay-per-view. What an amazing card. Uh, O'Malley against uh, Chris Moutinho. Uh, Aldana Kunitskaya, uh, Taito Ivasa, Greg Hardy, a very underrated fight. Gilbert Burns, Stephen Thompson as the co-main. Poirier McGregor is the main event. Um, and Matt, I'm going to see you on Saturday night, and uh, we're going to do the UFC uh, watch party, and I hope you're there early so we can hang and eat like pigs. Hey, dude, if anybody wants to see me on Long Island, I'll be at uh, Governor's Comedy Club. No, I'm only kidding. I don't do that shit. But no. I'll be at Sarah BJJ in yep. Huntington. People come in there. They go, oh, you're, you're really here. I go, yeah, dude. It's my academy. Look, my name's yeah. on the wall. And then I show them an arm lock. Good. So listen, if you ever want to stop in, Jimmy. And uh, listen, what do you want to plug? What else? Uh, Cameo.com slash Jim Norton. I'm on the website, not the app. And uh, check out the UFC watch party. Jimmy. I, oh, it's going to be so much fun. I'll be seeing you very soon, but not soon enough, my friend. Yes, pal. I'll see you in a couple days. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. See you, Matt. Later, Jimmy. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois.